This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Oh. It's a tough one, boys. This is a fucking bloody, bloody Sunday for your boy. I am hurting for certain. Listen, I didn't tweet out much. I wanted to, uh, obviously, you only get so many characters on Twitter. I didn't want to blow up everyone's Twitter feed and give them my points, everything. Talk it out, right? Let's talk it out. Best ca- case of action is to talk it out. That's what I'm here doing. I'm talking it out. Uh, rough night for your boy gambling. Rough night for your boy as a fan. Uh, great pay-per-view, right? Uh, or excuse me, great card. The prelims delivered. The pay-per-view was, there was some weird stuff. Obviously, I didn't enjoy everything on the pay-per-view. We're going to cover everything. Uh, we'll start from the top bottom. I'm going to spend, fair warning, I'm going to spend a lot of time on the, the Izzy on fight. We'll get to every fight. I promise. Um, it was, it was a weird, it was, listen, it was, a, it was a Saturday I've been looking forward to for a very, very long time. This card is absolutely fucking stacked. Uh, had a lot of money in the pot, lost, lost money, which, which again, isn't, I mean, that's the game we play, babe. That's what we do. We, you know, you win some, you lose some. So it, it, it Obviously, I didn't, I didn't want to lose money. No one wants to lose money. So it's really not the money. It's just the fact that, you know, my guy lost. But Saturday started off so weird. You know, wife worked pretty much all morning, all day. You know, got out there grinding. So I was with the little babies. I ordered boxing gloves. I think I told you I ordered the Onyx uh, Sports Boxing Gloves from Trevor Whitman. They were supposed to come Monday. They came Saturday. And they, they required a signature. So I'm like, fuck. I was going to take the girls to Indiana. I got chili cooking. Made my father's world famous chili. I can't leave the chili running. You know, I gotta take the girl, whatever. So I'd have my parents come over, watch the watch the uh Winnie, the oldest. I had to take the baby with me. Cause I don't think they're equipped to handle a baby. So I took her with me. Go to Indiana. I'm all excited to do DraftKings. My dumb ass the night before. When I logged in or signed up, I put MMA takes podcat at gmail.com instead of cast. My fat thumbs mistyped it. So I went to try to correct it, try to change the email. They locked me out of the fucking thing. They locked me out of the app. So I couldn't gamble bet at all via DraftKings, even though that's where I want to start spending some money as well because they're filter partners UFC. You get better. Sometimes maybe get better boost odds, whatever. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, so I had to do, I had to do Fandle, old trusty Fandle, which I love. So no harm, no foul, but I'm sitting there trying to figure this fucking thing out. We're in the parking lot. There's like a manhunt going on for somebody in the parking lot. There's cops everywhere. What the fuck? I still got to go in and get drinks. Baby starts waking up crying everywhere. So all I did was straight bets. I got kind of rushed. Didn't really do many props, which I don't think would have mattered. I still took an L. I still took some losses this week. So it is what it is, but more so than ever. The loss hurts because of, of of caring. Whoever told you caring is stupid is 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 someone who's not equipped uh, emotionally and or just to be a human being. Like caring is is definitely cool. Like there's a lot there's that narrative where I don't care about nothing, so nothing can hurt me. Now you're 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 lying to yourself, right? Um, you know I care about very, not much things. Obviously family stuff like that, but. I'm talking about like fandom when it comes to like sports and stuff. People who do not like sports or people who do not root for a certain person, team, whatever, they'll look at people like me who's getting upset because Izzy lost last night as, as a complete fucking idiot. Like, why is this guy getting upset? You don't know him. Who fucking cares, right? 
Sure. That's one way to go about it. Another way is to be invested in something like I am with Israel Adesanya, like I am with Conor McGregor and, 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 and a slew of other fighters, Kamar Usman, Darren Till, uh, Don Madge. And then you go, um, you know, same thing with the Bengals. I live and die with the Bengals' losses and their wins. And it sucks because I had a, I, you know, had a buddy over and, and we're both huge Cincinnati fans. And you would think being a Cincinnati sports fan would just would create this callus over your heart and your whole body where you just don't care anymore. Like even if we're, you know, most of the time we're not good, but even when we are good, they always seem there's always that time they're gonna let us down. You know, Bengals making the playoffs and then fucking it up, and then the Reds, uh, you know going to the playoffs many, many years ago. And then like the best pitcher, like hurt his back. And then we blew a three to one, a three Oh lead in a fucking series. And that team went on to win the world series. Like it's, it's just, you know, back, back in the nineties growing up, I was a huge GC Bearcats fan. My, my family worked at the university of Cincinnati. So went to a lot of games, There's a lot of football games, a lot of basketball games. I grew up with Kenyon Martin. I grew up with the Cincinnati uh, era of fucking stud basketball players. I lived and died from them. Like Kenyon Martin broke his leg. It felt like I broke my leg. So I have a, uh, I should have a callus built up on disappointment. And I, I, I don't think I do. So I wanted to record last night. I, I was up late um, in our little group chat. We'll get to the group chat. I got some things to address on there. <laughs> you better believe it. And, uh, but I just kind of turned away. I didn't get on Twitter or anything. I just kind of, you know, I, I talked to my buddy till like 2.30 in the morning he left. Wife woke up with a baby. Um, talked to them, and I didn't get to bed till like four, four thirty. But there was a point in the night where I was cleaning up the chili, and I decided to have an, another bowl um, at three in the morning. I, there was a point where I'm like, "Just hop on, just go hop on right now." You got some emotions. Let's, it's going to be good content. You're going to let it all out, right? But I'm glad I didn't. Uh, I'm recording a little later on Sunday. I had a bunch of things to do today. It kind of took my mind off it, um, and now I get to kind of like decompress and really kind of you know come out and i'm not saying this because um like i'm trying to make i'm not making this as a big deal as it should be listen i'm upset that out of sunday lost i'm an emotional guy uh i i again I, like i said before i care when when my fighters win lose or whatever so i feel like i gotta properly address this and i don't want to it's so easy to be like, oh, Adesanya, you know just didn't look good right he'll he'll beat blonde yawn 10 out of 10 times blah, blah, blah. My initial reaction was Adesanya was off, right? That's what I wanted to say. That's what I was going to say last night. But then rewatching the fight back, which I did, uh, waiting for mom to get the vaccine done. Jan, like as he said in the post fight, his defense was just really good. Wasn't you know, Izzy didn't land clean all that much, and 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 then Izzy just didn't really seem like. I don't know if it was a small octagon. I don't know if he's worried about stuff, but he just didn't seem himself. But Jan fought a really good fight. This is a fight where Jan was biting on a lot of feints, and he was the slower man, but he somehow outlanded Adesanya. He was laying that jab uh, early, laying that right hand whenever Adesanya would move. And, you know, Adesanya has a tendency to pull his head back, and that really didn't work with Jan because Jan's got long arms and stepped into it. Uh, Adesanya kicked a lot. Not really effective. Jan checked a lot of the kicks, ate some kicks. Jan kicked out of Sonic quite a bit on, on the body there. And uh, Jan was blocking everything. Like he, none of those head kicks got through, which I thought was going to kind of maybe catch Jan as, as one of those sneaky head kicks is because uh, Izzy was so fast. But, you know, very close fight in the first three rounds. You know, I, you know, a lot of people are upset with the scoring. It, I think Adesanya lost. I, I I haven't scored it round for round now, I'm, and I know he lost. I think maybe he won one or two rounds in the beginning. 
Some people thought maybe Izzy won three rounds and, and Jan won the final two. I the only thing I can disagree with is I don't think the final round was a was a ten eight. I think is what they gave him. I don't think that was a ten eight round. Uh, it, was, it was two minutes of of ground control from Jan. Uh, he he hit landed I take down two minutes left in that round. So three minutes on the feet where he really wasn't doing anything. He looked actually tired in the fifth round. Landed that takedown. I don't really know if that's a 10-8. Izzy didn't do much either. I'm not saying Izzy won that round, but uh, definitely wasn't. Well, he definitely didn't win the round, but it definitely wasn't a 10-8 in my opinion. But listen, if they're going to throw 10-8s out there, why not? Whatever. I don't give a shit. I had no problem with scoring, right? I, again, I thought Izzy lost. I'm not sitting here saying I thought he won. I thought he lost. He definitely lost the fight. Um, the formats was left to be desired. I don't know if it was a size thing. Jan definitely, when they clinched up and... When, they, when he went for the takedowns that he went for, it, it clearly looked like size and strength was, was a factor in that. Um, and I feel like uh, my biggest fear of being an Izzy fan kind of got uh, a little exposed. Uh, it was we haven't really seen Izzy off his back. Yet. Like He's shown pretty good takedown the fence against uh, guys at 85, obviously. Um, no real pure wrestlers, but some some okay grapplers. He showed some decent takedown the fence, but uh, you know, he was really couldn't do much off his back. And he kind of said in the post fight, he had a little bit of leg fatigue and he'll go back and check why. And, 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 and DC was, was breaking it down pretty smooth. Uh, you know, in the half guard is he was trying to explode into the bigger man, which you can't do. He didn't have any underhooks. It looked, he looked a little lost on the ground. Let's just be honest with this. You know, he, he might be able to throw up an arm or a triangle or something like that. Like he might be, have that one go-to submission off his back. But his get-up game was is pretty weak, uh, and it, and it happened late in the fight. It was a good strategy by Jan um, to take him down late in the fight, as he was obviously a little bit tired. He didn't seem as fresh as normal. Again, no excuses. He lost. He lost. He looked very um, pedestrian in there. His striking didn't uh, blow me away. He he didn't look like the special fighter that I think he is and still is. Obviously, I'm still Team Izzy. I'm 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 fucking gonna be Adesanya, ride or die, win or lose. He could lose the next fucking fifty. He can never win a fight again. I mean, this is my guy. I don't jump ship because the guy loses. Like, the only time I'll get you off my team, get you off my guy list, is if you start turning to BJ Penn and start fucking dropping the N-word when you're drunk and, and beating your wives and your, your ladies or whatever and, and just being a complete train wreck. Then I can't respect you as a man. Then you got to go. But uh, as far as, as winning or losing, it doesn't matter. Um, well, it does matter. I mean, I want my guys to win, but... I'm not going to fucking be like, I'm not a fan of his anymore because he doesn't win fights. No, I'm a fan of him because I think I like his personality. I like his skill. And and he didn't seem special to me. He seemed a little pedestrian in there for sure. And and Jan fought a great fight. And it's more so uh, on me to, and I, I watched a lot of Blahovich's fights. I really did. I, I just, it doesn't, I don't want to say he's not great um, because it makes me sound like I'm, uh, you know, sour grapes, whatever. He fought a good fight. I just I just don't know how great he is, right? So I think he beats Glover, right? Because just because of the style matchup. And um, but like if you put him in there with Jones, if Jones ever comes back down to 205 and Jones and Yon, I mean Jones is gonna and get embarrassed him like he does with everybody. It's not gonna be close, you know? And uh, you know, there's some other guys at 205, like Yuri Perhaza, for example. If if he dominates Dom. He might be in that picture earlier than than later. You know what I mean? And then you got Rakic, who barely squeaked out Tiago in a boring fight, but you got him at the top of the heat too. I mean, I don't know if Rakic's world champion chip material, but he's definitely winning fights, you know? So, um, yeah, there's 
some options for Jan, but I thought he looked good. But again, it, I don't want to say underestimate him because I don't think I did. I just don't think he's that great. Uh, and and Izzy obviously proved that he needs a lot to work on as well. This is when you go in there and you, and you think you're an invincible fighter like I thought he was, and and, and he's not. He's got some holes in this game. Um, his striking looked hesitant. Um, he was feigning a lot, but he also looked like he was a little scared to pull the trigger. He got touched a little more than I thought he thought he was going to get touched. It looked like he slowed down a touch as well. And then, uh, obviously, you know, the takedowns is, is, is what killed him. And what really exposed him is, is he couldn't get off the back. So, um, lost 500 bucks, which again, isn't, I mean, listen, it's a big deal. It's $500. I'm not, I lose money all the time. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's more so that my guy lost, right? You know, I'm upset that Izzy lost. It's a guy that I support, but he'll bounce back. He's still one five pound champion and, uh, we'll ride or die, baby. We're ride or die. So as far as the group chat goes, which I teased earlier, listen, I wasn't going to talk about this because I haven't had a chance to really talk to the guys in the chat. Um, and I don't want to blindside anybody or whatever, but listen, fuck it. This is my podcast. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can say whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Um, so fuck it. Listen, there was a classless move after the fight, right? So Devin Tejada is not a, a gambler. He doesn't gamble. And it's occurring to me as of the past month or two, uh, and it's been brought up to me by listeners of the show. They've, they've sent me some messages as well. You know, it's it's hard to have a guy on the show giving picks out who doesn't gamble, right? Because if he picked Jan, right? He hates Izzy. And if he picked Jan... And had money on Yon and won, you can say whatever you want because you won money. That's what it is. If we go head to head, you got to go for yourself. This is a fucking dog eat dog world. You got to go for yourself. But if Yon would have lost, since he doesn't have no money on him, he could have been like, oh, it's Yon Lahovich. Who cares? Let Adesanya fight Jones, right? He's It's so quick to dismiss it because he has no skin in the game. So I've been thinking for a little bit. It's it's kind of hard having someone on the, on the pick'ems that doesn't gamble. It's almost fraudulent, right? Um, this is a gambling podcast. You know, we do the recap show like I'm doing now. We talk some wins or losses, but more so we recap the fights and, and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, but majority of the stuff is gambling related. We got Timbo, who's a gambling shark. He has his own podcast, Bet the Best. He's a gambler. So after, after Izzy lost, um, Devin said some shit, you know, to me or whatever, mocking me or whatever, which... Again, if I had no money on Izzy and Izzy's just my guy, that is fair game. A hundred percent fair game because I'm talking a lot of shit about how great Adesanya is. That's fine. But when you have no money on it and I just lost 500, it's a low class move. There's some etiquette involved. I know it's gambling. I know I knew the risk, but there's still etiquette involved, right? There's just a, it is what it is. He doesn't know that because he doesn't gamble. And listen, there's we've talked to him about gambling. He doesn't want to do it. Uh, he's thought about it. He does. No one's going to force his hand to do anything. It's been brought up, but it's also been brought up to my attention and my own brain that it might not make sense having him on a show that we primarily talk about gambling and he doesn't gamble. That's like me having me on a show about cars. I know nothing about cars besides the fact that I drive them. So it's what am I going to contribute, right? I know what a steering wheel is. Doesn't mean I know all the other fucking parts. You know what I mean? So 
that's what I've been thinking. I haven't brought this up yet. I, 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 again, this is just me emotion pouring out. Wasn't going to talk about it, but it is what it is. I thought it was a low class move. Um, he won the pick which is like, it's a fun thing we do with some buddies. Me and him and Tim were competitive people. We're fucking all dudes that want to win. Of course, we got the fake belt that we do and it's fun and it's, and it's, you know, it adds entertainment value and it's, it's a good way to rip some people. Tim loves throwing up the, the gift with the rock with the belt or Ric Flair with the belt. It's fun. It's a fun time. But we, as gamblers, me and Tim, that is, we know where the pick them, you could, Tim could have went, didn't get any fight right. But if he hit big on one fighter and one rest of the money or won his DFS, then it doesn't matter. None of else matters. So when you got a guy that's this only matters to, and he just doesn't have the capabilities of understanding what gambling is and losses and stuff like that. It gets a little tough. So as a commissioner, as the uh, the head of this, this is my podcast for crying out loud. I don't know what I'm going to do with him yet. I, I don't know if I'm going to suspend him because um, I think Devin is very talented. I think he knows a lot about MMA. I think he is a good picker. I think he could be a good gambler. But it's a little fraud that he doesn't gamble and he's giving gambling advice. You know what I mean? Um I, I'm thinking about, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, if, if I'm being honest with you. Again, I, I this is all coming out right now. This is not pre-planned. I have not thought about this at all. This is just me talking into a microphone that's happened to get recorded. Um, but we'll have to see. You know, again, I like Devin. I think he's a good guy. He's one of the first guys to reach out to me on the on the podcast thing. He did apologize afterwards because, you know, Tim and, and, and myself said, you know, it's a low-class move. Not cool to do that. But there's got to be rules and sanctions, you know what I mean? <laughs> this, is, this is America. You know, we got to have something. You don't kick a man while he's down, especially while he's down 500. And I was down more than 500 because I only won one bet on the fucking night. Lost my slime ball. Lost my uh, Hail Mary or my, excuse me, my why not parlay because of Yom fucking uh, Petra Yon, that cocksucker, which we'll get to that. And obviously lost my big bet on Izzy. So down a lot. Um, not good. Uh, I was going to take the winnings and buy a 49 inch monitor. And that's, that's the sad thing here. I was going to take my winnings. I had a lot in my FanDuel account. I was going to initially withdraw over half of it, spread it out, take some of that, go and get the 49 inch monitor that I don't need, but I need, and then put the rest in the, the DraftKings account, right? Spread the money out. But now that I took some losses, guys, I don't know if I can afford a 49 inch monitor anymore. I think I got to go 34 inches. I mean, it's a complete fucking joke. But I think I got to go 39 or 34 instead of 49. So, I mean, I'm I mean, this is the kind of shit I got to deal with. 49 to 34. <laughs> I mean, that's a joke, right? I mean, you're fucking kidding me, right? <sighs> oh, well, we'll 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 persevere. So, that's my thought on the main event. I love Izzy. That's my guy. This is gambling, baby. We lose, we win. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not uh, I'm not going to, it's not woe is me. No one told me to fucking gamble. Um, you're going to hear me celebrate when I win. You're going to hear me wallow when I lose. That's just fucking the sport. I'm coming back next week with goddamn a vengeance. My boy Don Madge got pulled off though. He was plus 225 underdog. I was going to fucking hammer him. Can't get a visa out of South Africa. Can't fight. Sucks. That was in sucks. But there's some interesting spots on that card next week as well. I'm back. It is what it is. I'm bouncing back. Okay, I get low blowed. I'm coming back. That's what I do. Co-made event, Amanda Nunez versus uh, Megan Anderson. I mean, how do you not like Amanda Nunez? This broad, excuse me for a second. I shouldn't say this broad. 
this mother, this fighter seems to be an amazing person to be around. Always smiling. She's an incredible fighter. Um, power for days, great on the ground, infectious personality. I love the her broken English. Well, she speaks really well English, but I love the accent with it. Mother for the first time. Her baby's adorable as shit. Her and her wife seem so happy together. Couldn't be a better ambassador for the sport of women's MMA. I know she's not a needle mover. I know she's not the biggest draw, but she is, without a doubt, the female GOAT. Cyborg hated media. She didn't really respond well with the fans. She was fantastic. Ronda Rousey was like loved and hated because she was kind of a bitch and 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 didn't shake Misha's hand and, and had an attitude toward her. Kind of showed she had a, another way. She showed some women like, oh, I can be a bad bitch too, which I kind of like. She kind of paved the path as well. Um, but and then you got Valentina, who's a fucking Russian spy, so she's not even in the conversation. Amanda Nunes, though, just the absolute goat beast out there. Megan Anderson didn't belong in that cage. Um, they did this because listen, they needed someone to fight Nunes at 145. She just had a kid. She probably didn't want to cut down to 135. She's like, let me take a fight at 45. They gave her Megan, and Megan and, and Megan just gets walked through, right? Striker and a Nunes struck with her. Megan took tried to take her down, and then Nunes wrapped her up in a triangle armbar thing and that was it that was a fucking wrap uh nunez looked didn't get touched looked unbelievable in there um fast quick powerful and just i mean she she's she's the best there's there's you can't if you try to deny she's the best then you're a fucking retard is what is what it is i know you're not supposed to say that word but i said it fuck it right you're a retard if you don't think she's the best you cannot like her you can say oh she hasn't fought anybody at 145 sure but she's fought everyone at 135 she's fought everybody and the one woman that she has to beat at 145 cyborg she already did in the first round so um you can't knock her on the opponents that she's fighting it is who it is or that's who they're putting in front of her um she's the goat she's the best of all time greatest of all time she's she's um yeah, she's cool. I want to be friends with her. She looks like an awesome person to be friends with. I'd love to be friends with her. All right, next up, Petrion versus Aljamain. Aljamain, excuse me. This fight, <clears throat> man, a lot of Twitter heat. A lot of people are fighting on MMA Twitter. They got a lot of thoughts in this fight. I got thoughts in this fight. Listen, uh, good fight. Aljo came out and did Aljo stuff. Fight kind of went exactly how I thought. I thought Aljo's wrestling is a, isn't the best I think his takedowns are are okay. They're not the quickest, and um, and and his technique's not like world class. But when he's on the ground, he's world class. <clears throat> I just think he was gonna have a problem with Jan getting onto the ground, and that's kind of what happened. I mean, he definitely took Jan down that one time. But when Jan got back up, and Jan started taking him down and started rushing sweeping, you know, rushing leg sweeping him, and really kind of took over. And then in that third round, Jan had a big, big round. That third round was, was really coming back and, and had some good momentum. And then the fourth round, the knee happened and, uh, it's, it's, it's a complete shame. So here's my thought on, on everything, right? So it was a very good fight, entertaining fight. Aljo definitely was slowing down, which was a surprise to me. I feel like that first round, second round, he, he had just too much of a dump, too active, too excited in there and just looked like, you know, 
oh, I'm in a, you know, just looked a little wide-eyed, like I'm in a title fight and, and definitely had a, an adrenaline dump for sure because the guy's in incredible shape. You can just tell. He's always had great cardio. Uh, Jan looked unbelievable in this fight. He His speed, his power, his just patience and uh, takedown defense and strength and, and everything looked great. The one thing that didn't look great was his fight IQ. And you can blame his corner, you can blame whoever. You got to know not to throw that fucking knee. Um, I'm actually... I'm on the fence. Like a lot of people think that knee should be legal because it is in other organizations outside of America. Uh, a, a, a opponent like that shouldn't hang out in that position. Aljo was hanging out in the position. He knew he didn't, he couldn't get need. So he's like, why the fuck not? Um, so I get that sentiment where you're like, Hey, loud knees in that position. Why not? We do it in Japan. We do it over here. That guy shouldn't be hanging out there. I get it. I also get the fact that it was an illegal knee, 100%. If I'm Aljo in that position, you're getting tired, you're getting fatigued, you just got illegal knee, that's not your fault. It's 100% blatant, it was 100% illegal. Jan threw that, bad corner vice or not, Jan threw that knowing, maybe not knowing is illegal, but definitely threw it with bad intentions, and it was a legal knee. His knee was down, it was, it was clear as day. It was a blatant illegal knee. And I'm sure it buzzed Aljo, and I'm sure it hurt. And I, I have no problem with Aljo saying he can't continue. Take the take the fight. Um, kind of sucks that that it, it ended with him getting the belt because that's kind of a you know a weird situation there. Um, but it is what it is. That's in the rules. The only issue I have, and I said this last night with my with my buddy there, and he kind of agreed with me as well. It looked like he was milking it a little bit after the fact. So I've seen, been around MMA long enough, I've seen guys get wheel kicked. uh, Fucking almost getting their heads taken off by knees and huge punches that knock guys dead for five minutes unconscious, right? Clearly concussed, clearly out of it. And they haven't needed help walking to the back. And he didn't go out, took a very illegal knee, 100% legal, illegal excuse me and definitely probably maybe has a concussion i don't know but the way he got carried out of the cage and like walked to the back and they gave him a chair and uh, you know the post-fight interview he seemed pretty lucid if you're asking me i've seen guys interviewed where they were knocked out and they don't seem all there he seemed to be all there he's tweeting a lot last night there's pictures of him going around at his after party with the belt on his shoulder um, so a lot of people have some negative things about it. Listen, I uh, play it up, play up. You're the champion. Say I'm the fucking champ. I got the strap. Fuck you. Jan. You're going to make a lot of money on that rematch. I don't have a problem with that. Right. You might lose some fans or whatever. I don't care that aspect, but again, it's the heat of the moment. You're emotional. You got knee in the head, but like having your corner, like carry you out. Like you broke your leg. It's kind of like the O'Malley thing, right? I love Sean O'Malley, but O'Malley getting put on a stretcher when he got calf kicked and everyone's roasting him, right? That's pussy shit. You, you would have to fucking kill me to get me on a stretcher after a calf kick, right? I'll fucking do somersaults back to the back before I get put on a stretcher. So that's some pussy ass shit. And with the Aljo thing, again, I have no problem with him taking the dub because he got a legal need. That's on Yon. That's a hundred percent on Yon. Um, I just have a problem with a little bit of, and it could be his corner. It could be his coaches. His arms are draped around him. They're carrying him down the steps and everything. It's like, dude, you didn't even go out. Like, you know, and if it comes out that you didn't ever got a concussion, then, like, you're really going to get roasted. A lot of people are very split on this on Twitter. 
oh, people who say this never never been hit before, and they're not fighters. Fuck you, because they're obviously big Aljo supporters, and there's other people. Cejudo saying, well, here's the Oscar. Darren Till's like the Oscar goes to. People are, people are, have a lot of opinions on this, and uh, I'm uh, I'm definitely in favor of that. I feel like after the fight, there was some milking going on. There was some, some pussy shit going on, some little babying going on. And, uh, yeah, and, I, you know, it is what it is. But this is on Jan. This isn't on Aljo. This is on Jan. It's a completely illegal knee. He started to take over the fight. That's 100% on him. Um, and he lost the title for it. But now he's going to get a huge rematch, and it's going to be bad blood because Jan apologized, which really wasn't Jan. It was probably his, his, his manager. And then um, <clears throat> after he apologized, he went and uh, said another tweet like, oh, it seems like you're okay now. So there's some bad blood there. That ain't going away. Uh, that's going to be a big fight in the summer. I hope it headlines a pay-per-view. I don't hope it, I don't want it to be a co-main event. That needs to be the focus. Cause that fight's going to be, the rematch is going to be sick. Yeah. So those are three title fights. You know, Izzy soured me. Didn't go the way I want it. Man, it looked great. Aljo and Jan was exciting for, <clears throat> for the entire time. Next up, Islam versus uh, Drew Dober. By the way, I didn't do any of my stars because I just, after the Izzy thing, I just shut my notebook or my little folder and just was like, all right, where's that chili at? I'm fucking, I'm done for the night. Um, Islam versus Drew Dober. This is a fight. I took Drew Dober on a flyer here. I had a half unit on him. He, he climbed all the way up to 330. He could have been an 800 and, and it would no matter what that the lines don't mean anything, but this is a guy that, you know, I've always said, um, that like guys that want to fight the guys that no one wants to fight, they got to know something like, Oh, Drew Dober's like, this dude wants to take me down. He wants to hold me down. Well, I'm hard to hold down. I'm hard to take down. That wasn't the case. Like, I mean, he, he blocked a couple of Islam's takedowns, but Islam's just so high level and he's so heavy on top. And Dober just didn't have an answer for him. And then kind of gave him, you know, it was a weird choke. It was almost like a Von flu choke. It was like a Von flu arm triangle choke. It was a lot of shoulder pressure on the neck, which made him tap. Um, yeah, it was one of those things though. Like you know, Dolberts didn't look good. Like you with with a guy like Islam, you got to go out there and you got to fucking earn it, dude. You got to go out there, you got to fuck him up, you got to wrestle him up. You he had no urgency when he hit the ground to get off his back. Dober did. You know he had no urgency whatsoever. He got taken down quite easily in all three rounds, and he just absolutely had no urgency. And then that third round, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm feeling a little pressure on my neck. Take it." That sours me on Dober a little bit. Islam's going to be a guy no one wants to fight. Tony Ferguson. It was apparently a name they're looking at after watching Tony get dominated on the ground by the Bronx. I, I don't think Tony's going to have an answer for him. I would like to watch that fight because that's almost like that's the closest we're going to get to Khabib and, and Tony would be Islam and Tony. You got to give someone Islam up top. You got to give him a big guy now because he's the boogeyman in the vision. No one wants to fight him. He's that awkward wrestling style, very Khabib like and, and very similar to Khabib. But you can't compare everyone to Khabib. But if you're going to compare someone to Khabib, it's this guy. And, uh, you know, and, and someone's got to, someone's got to fucking go in there and, and really want to fight him. Dober, I thought was that guy. And when he climbed up to three thirty, I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'll drop some coinage on him. But you know, it blew up. That's what gambling is. You know, it is what it is. I was going to record Tiago Santos. This is a stinker to open a car. That's a shame. Both guys kickboxers that were afraid of each other. Um, no one did anything. They both thought they won the fight. Rackick won, uh, I think it was 29, 28, I had him winning. It was, it was an embarrassing display by by both guys. No guys won fans on this. Santos is, um, you know, a, a guy that's on the 
end of his career with some bad knees and, and you know, 205 is a good place for him, but I just don't think he needs to be fighting these high-ranked guys anymore. I think he needs to take a step back now and and, and maybe rematch Anthony Smith. Um, you know, some guys that there's some other guys at 205 that'd be interesting for him to fight. I just don't think he's a, a top guy right now. So let him fall back a little bit. And uh, I mean, he still can knock anybody out in the world. He still can be an exciting fighter. I just don't think he is right now. And Rakic, I mean, that's a lot of wins in a row. He's 14 and 2. Unimpressive as they are, they're still wins. He's beating top guys. He's an awkward guy. He's fucking huge for the division let's see him fight some top five guys let's see him get in there against the winner yuri reyes you know I, you know anything's anything's possible i would like to see all but dom cruz was casey kenny split decision here this was kind of weird to me i thought dom cruz won this fight pretty easily in my opinion um classic dom cruz fight you know he looked a little slower in there to me his feet his footwork looked i mean it was definitely dom cruz like but it definitely looked a little slower he got hit more than I thought he he should have against a guy like Casey Kenny, who who definitely has good boxing, but not the best boxing. Dom Cruz wrestled a little bit, which I like. He's got some underrated takedowns and vintage Dom Cruz performance. The only issue I have with Cruz is his call out at the end. He calls out Hans Molenkamp, the guy from Monster who's trying to become Instagram famous. He's got like two hundred and twenty thousand Instagram followers, and he works with Monster. And I'm sure you've seen him in, in videos if you if you don't know him by name. Uh, kind of a weird call. He called him out for a charity fight. It was it was a really weird thing. Ali went on Twitter and addressed it as well. Um, when you're calling out a major sponsor like that, uh, probably not going to sit well with the UFC brass. But it's kind of a weird call out. I mean, because I thought maybe he'd retire, retire on a win, go to just broadcasting full time. I thought maybe he'd start calling out someone else. He called for a charity fight. And Dom Cruz knows how fucking the media works. He works in the broadcasting. He knows how big of a moment that is for some people. And that you were the final fight for the pay-per-view. A lot of eyes were on you and you call out someone that most people don't know. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a bad look in my opinion. I thought he blew that moment. And, uh, I thought maybe if you're going to do it, do it at the post fight presser with the media. Cause they're actually going to know who the fuck you're talking about. Um, you know, it is what it is, but I thought it was a vintage Dom, uh, Dom Cruz performance, just a little slower. Casey Kenny, obviously, good wrestler, okay striker. His cardio fed him a little bit in that third round again. Um, listen, he's that, he's that Arizona guy. He's got to clean up some things, but, uh, you know, he's young enough. He's good enough. Uh, I think he will. Dom Cruz is a hard guy for anybody. You know, it's just a bad matchup for Casey. You're not taking Cruz down. Cruz can take you down if he wants, and, and he's going to try to outpoint you. He's not going to finish you, and he's hard to finish. Um, he's just going to dance around, dance around you, and, and he gets a lot of decisions by the judges. This one... In particular, even though it was a split, I do I do had I had Don winning 29-28, if not 30-27. Um, I thought he just controlled the entire fight. All right, Kyler Phillips versus Yudong Song. Song Yudong. I don't know why they do that. Um, love this fight, right? I've was on Phillips a lot. I, this was my big bet. This is the only bet I won. Not my big bet, excuse me. My underdog bet is the only bet I won. Kyler Phillips is a guy that has impressed me a lot. He's he's big for this weight. Uh he is um big for the weight and he's confident right and and he's and he's nine and one a lot of people don't know him his one loss is to a savage and and he's flying on the radar significantly good looking kid long hair good on the ground good wrestler striking look good looked like he had a good chin there's nothing to hate about this performance he went three rounds with a fucking killer in song Yudong, um who's a ranked guy phillips isn't ranked and i hope he gets ranked now at 135 this dude this is the real deal you know what i mean um i wish he would have kicked more his kicks are really dynamic he wrestled a little bit, and, and Song had a really good game plan. I'm getting back to his feet uh, when they did wrestle, but Kyler still landed some good takedowns. 
Uh, the striking was was a fun thing to watch. Song had the power. Kyler had the speed. Uh, awesome fight. Awesome win for me. I was I was happy that Kyler won that fight. He's a, he's an interesting prospect, and so is Song Yudong. Song Yudong's twenty three fucking years old. This dude's got power. This dude's got a chin. His cardio didn't fail him. Um, he's only going to get better. I mean, it, it is what it is. He's only going to get better. Uh, great fight though. Ask Ask Ralph versus Joseph Benavidez. Um, I'm just glad Joe B didn't get fucking put to sleep. I said on the podcast, I can't quit Joe B. I just can't quit him. I think I can quit him now. I think my addiction is over. Um, his standup has just not improved. He's still winging shots. He's tough as dur- he's durable. He's tough. He lands shots. Um, but you know, he, he, he got out grappled. He got out scrambled. He got out box. I mean, he didn't win this fight in anywhere. Ask Askarov is a guy I, I criminally underrate and I still not blown away by him. I think he's very good. He's 14. Oh, he's undefeated. 125 is thin. So uh, he has the recipes to beat Figgy. Figgy is not a wrestler. Figgy has good takedown defense, but these fucking Russians with their, with their wrestling dude, it's a different kind of level. And, uh, and Joe B found that out. And, uh, you know, Oscar Askarov could be a problem for Figgy if they fight or Moreno. He's already fought Moreno. They had a draw. Um, but this guy is, is, is fighting for the title by the end of this year. I guarantee it. And, uh, I don't know how marketable he is. They didn't interview him. He's deaf, kind of, right? 70% in one ear, 40% in the other ear. He's Russian. So not only is he a Russian deaf guy, but you know he doesn't speak English if he can speak at all. Um, that's a tough sell. That's a tough guy. And he looks weird. He's no, he's a weird-looking dude. He's ugly as shit. So uh, and he's an exciting fighter to to an extent. Not like the, He's not lighting the world on fire, but that's worst-case scenario for the UFC. This guy gets that title on him because they can play it up like, oh, this fucking deaf mute who just beats everyone up. They could maybe lean into that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a tough sell for him. I think I, I think if Moreno beats Figgy or Figgy beats Moreno and this guy fights him, I think the UFC's maybe going to food poison him and, and they're going to want... They don't want this guy champion, right? And but you know he's good enough to do it. He has that style to really give uh, the guys at the top problems. So we'll see, we'll see if he can do it. Um, I think his next fight should be for the championship. Why take another one, right? He just fought the guy who fought for the belt uh, or last from the belt, Moreno and 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 figure rematch and get the winner of that. You know, take take a little time, prove your skills, and do what you do. All right, Kaikar France was Roger uh Rodrigo Bontorin. Uh I like this fight. Uh, a lot of a lot of sharps, a lot of people I like were on Bontorin. I like Kaikara, again one of those guys that I back um that has never really blown me away. And this is a fight that I love. Listen, he got muscled up and got taken down. He's got great takedown offense. He got put in multiple guillotine or excuse me, rear naked chokes, submission threats, arm triangles and he was getting smothered. In that first round by Bontrain, who's a great jujitsu guy, he's got a lot of submissions. is thick and big for 125. This dude is uh, is a really good grappler, and Kai survived, and he and he almost got 10-8 that round. I mean, that round was was basically headed towards a 10-8. And so, what does he do? Is he stands up when he fought when it, you know when he finally scrambles up, he realizes this guy's probably arms a little tired. He's been using a lot of fucking power and strength to try to choke you out. I got like a minute left in this fight or less than a minute of this round. Excuse me. Let me go for something here. So what if he takes me down? It's already a 10, eight who gives a shit. And Kai went out there and fucking landed a right hand. Just start letting it go. And, and I want to see more fighters do that. Just really letting it go. Land a beautiful right hand that set everything up and then kept following up and then face planted him. And then it was a weird stoppage by Herb. Herb kind of botched this one. And then, uh, 
Kai celebrated and then looked over and didn't look like Herb stopped the fight. So he ran back over to final blow because his corner was saying, hey, the fight not might not be over. Uh, Herb stepped in the way, and then Bontarine got very upset by that. It was very confusing. That's on Herb. That's on the ref. Bontarine was done. Jelly-legged. Um, and I like that from Kai Carr. This is a big win for him. This is a guy who uh, has a lot of ugly losses, sometimes doesn't perform, doesn't show up. I don't know if he's going to be a champion ever. He might fight for the belt because he's in that division where anything could happen. But this is a guy that went out there and and got 10-8 in that first round, knew he needed to do something, and fucking put the work in. I love that shit, right? I love that he went out there and was like, fuck it. I'm coming after this dude. And, uh, and, um, yeah, what's the worst going to happen? He's going to take me down again? Fuck it. And And he knocked him out with five seconds left. Uh, good performance. Tim Elliott versus Jordan Espinoza. This fight kind of stunk. The only fight on the undercard, I think, was a stinker. Tim Elliott just just wrestled, fucked Espinoza, took him down. He's, it was so shocking that he was the underdog because Espinoza, good grapple himself. But, I mean, Tim Elliott's just been around too long and didn't know what people thought Espinoza was going to do. I was all over Tim Elliott in this. I had Tim Elliott in a parlay that blew up on me. I should have bet him straight. That's on me. Um, yeah, Tim Elliott, just classic performance, took him down, laid him down, um, and, and bust him up a little bit. Didn't really do much. I would like to see maybe Tim go for some submissions. They talked some shit to, his, to, uh, to each other. It was, it was kind of an ugly thing. They had a little bad blood, which no one knew about. And I kind of wish, um, if you're talking that good shit, when you're on top of a dude, maybe take his neck, maybe tape his arm, maybe, maybe try to shut him up, maybe do something, but you kind of just... Tim looked like he was fighting like he wanted, he needed this win. And he did. You know, why not? You know, he he, he was cruising, being on top, and he was dominating. So why not? Kennedy and Chukwu versus Carlos Uberg. This fight got a little sloppy. Uh, very inexperienced on both these guys. You can definitely tell Carlos Uberg is only 3-0. and um, looked, looked good coming out. I think he his slot, uh, shot selection was really poor. Kennedy had a really high guard, and he just kept going to the head. Like, you're tying yourself out, punching arms and elbows and hands. Like, go to the body. He was ripping to the body with success, but then he gave it up to go back upstairs. I think he threw too much in that first round. He started to slow down a little bit and then drop his hands as kind of a style. And then, you know, tired. He threw 100 punches in that first round. And then you come out the second round and you get fucking clipped because you're dropping your hands. That's going to happen. You know, you're going to learn from this. Um... Carlos isn't a guy that, uh, sorry if you heard that, my, my phone went off. Carlos isn't a guy that I'm like incredibly high on. Um, you know, city kickboxing guy, Izzy's guy. I picked him. He's a huge favorite. I completely overlooked Kennedy. Um, cause I don't think Kennedy's that great, but he proved to be tough and durable and, and, and more experienced in there and just knew how to weather some storms and, and, and took out Oberg, uh, fairly quick. Sean Brady versus, uh, Jake Matthews. Great fight for Brady here. Brady looked good. Complete domination. Um, stand-up was, you know, Jake Matthews came out and looked improved. His stand-up looked good. He looked aggressive, but Brady stayed tight, and, and when it hit the ground, he just completely dominated and got that arm triangle choke. Finished Jake. I like that. Sean Brady could have easily just rode him on top and, and kept dominant position, but he wanted to go for that kill. He wanted that finish, and he got the arm triangle choke, and uh, good for Brady. You know, this guy doesn't have a ton of finishes on his record, but – um, now I think when you get to the UFC and you get to a certain level and a certain level of skill, you got to start finishing guys. And I think he knows that now good for him. Uh, Amanda Lamos versus Liviana Souza. Lamos looked unreal. Hurt Souza with everything she threw, um, jazz, right hands, whatever. Lamos looked powerful. Souza looked like she was almost scared in there. Great performance by Lamos. Uso medic versus Elon Cruz. Medic looks like a problem at 155. He's so big. He's so strong. He looks like he hits like a truck. 
Um, I loved his post fight. He looked very wide eyed and like a young kid almost. Very excited to hear Joe Rogan, you know, see Joe Rogan. Uh, I like this kid. I picked against this kid, so that's on me. I, I just my system failed me this week. You know, one of my system points is you don't bet kids from Alaska. He's from he fights trains out of Alaska. He's from Serbia, but he did this camp in Vegas. Doesn't matter. He looked fantastic. Uh, good for medic. A guy who at one fifty five, you know, if he, he's only seven and zero. Um, but his size and his, and his striking are really good. I, I hope his cardio and his ground game can hold up because he can be a good, interesting matchup for a lot of guys. And main, uh, first Friday night, Trevin Jones versus Mario Batista. This killed my parlay right away. I had Batista got knocked out by Jones in the second round. First round, they didn't really do much. Uh, Batista looked like he was getting a little more aggressive in that second round, and Trevin Jones just hit him with the right hand and put him out. This kid's got power. Um, 13-6 record and and. I don't know. That's a bad beat to me. I think Mario Batista wins that fight. You know, I don't know. I, can't, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. All right. That's the card. Again, I'm sorry. I did not do my five-star system. If I was going to give five stars, um, which, again, this is unofficial because I don't have anything written down. Brady's close. I don't know if I give him five. Um. Kyler Phillips, again, is is probably a three-star, four-star guy. Issam Makachev probably gets a five, if I'm being honest with you. Mana Nunez definitely could get a five, but again, the competition wasn't great. Uh, Jan Blahovich is like a four. Jan, I thought, fought great. Um, but yeah, Islam's going to be the five-star guy. Islam, I mean, listen, he proved he is what we all thought he was. It's It blows my mind that another man who trains... They're all trained in MMA. They all train the same thing. But another man can fight another man, right? Drew Dober is a beast. He's been around forever. He's had 33 MMA fights, countless Muay Thai fights, not afraid to fight anybody. Drew Dober knows exactly what Islam's going to do. Everyone does. We all know. There's no surprises. He's, he might stand up and strike for a little bit. The minute he gets a hold of you, you're going down. And he's going to hang on top of you, wear you out, right? Some it maybe submit yeah, he doesn't have a ton of submissions on his record, maybe beat you up. Everyone who fights him and everyone who watches him knows what he's gonna do, and people can't stop it. Khabib's the same way. It, it it's so impressive, too. It's infuriating for me because I don't necessarily like watching that style that much, and I don't really favor Islam or or Khabib. I mean, I like Khabib now, I think it's hilarious, but they're not my guys, right? So it's infuriating that. Everyone who fights these guys knows exactly what they're going to do, and they can't fucking stop it. That's some fucking savage shit right there. That is some high, high-level stuff. You got to give the guy five stars, and he got the finish over a, a dude, Drew Dober, who, I mean, he's got some submission loss on his record, uh, but a, a legit dude, right? Dober has proven, though, that you give him someone that's going to stand up with him, he's going he's gonna to do okay. You give him in there with a guy that's going to want to take him down and mix everything up, he's going to have some problems, right? That's That's, I think, where he's at. Um, and I think hopefully he, he learns from this. He's got 10 losses. He's still a young kid, good looking guy, marketable. But, uh, this, this one hurts because you, you got 10, eight for two rounds and then got finished in the third. So, um, not great for Drew Dober, but Islam five-star guy. Uh, I'll play the jingle. Why not? Five-star man, Islam Makachev. All right. That's it. A lot of emotion came out. I don't regret anything that I said. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it is what it is, dude. It is what it is. I have no problem losing the money. Um, 
again, my my fandom comes first. I I always bet my guys, and this is gambling. This is what we do. There's some days you love it. There's some days you hate it. Right now, I'm hating it, but tomorrow is the start of another fight week. So I'm there, baby. I'm there. I'm back. We're, we're, we're going to give out picks next week that are going to be absolutely fire. You're like your fucking dick off. Um, and that's what it is. That's what it is. You take a loss on the chin. The only reason this one hurts a little more is because I do like Izzy. Izzy's, Izzy's my guy, and that that's why it hurts, right? And like I said before, that 49-inch monitor has gone. I got I to gotta, I gotta get a 34-inch, like some fucking bum, dude. Like some goddamn bum. All right, uh, that's the show. I'm obviously kidding. That's the show. Um, yeah, next week we got Pickums probably Wednesday. We're gonna film it. We're gonna put it up, and uh, we're gonna get some winners for it. We're gonna rebound. We're gonna rebound like fucking Dennis Rodman, baby. And that's a basketball joke. Let's go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down up there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.